everyone. Welcome yet again to another episode of Chats from Thursday. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm so excited for today's episode because I have my first ever co-host with me. Her name is Fiend and we're going to be talking a lot about the body of Christ and just kind of continuing from where we started last time. So welcome Fiend to Chats from Thursday. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on Esther. Um, Really excited to be here this week with you guys. I hope everyone's been having an amazing day so far. Let's get into the Word of God today. Yes, and I'm really happy that Fiend's here because I've known her since high school and then through university as well. And so just having a different perspective and community, and especially we're talking about the body of Christ, seeing as we have worked together in different aspects, I thought her perspective would be great to have for this topic. And so just a recap from last week's episode, I wanted us to just talk about the body of Christ again and talk about what it truly means about the love of God, displaying all of that with each other and not forsaking the gathering, not forsaking being with each other, not forsaking what God has called us to be and realizing that we all play an important role in our lives and not ignoring your brother and sister just because the enemy makes you feel jealous or just because you are going through your own personal situation and challenges and you feel like your problem is the biggest. I wanted us to just really focus in on how the body of Christ can be taken forward and move forward even with this whole coronavirus season. So being a question for you today is when we read Hebrews 10 25 that says in the NLT version and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. What sort of things does that bring into your mind especially with this whole coronavirus period and this whole restriction that we have in place right now honestly i think that in this season that we're in the the need for fellowship hasn't decreased i think it's actually increased um a lot of people are going through this time alone and they're scared and they're worried and they're depressed and so many emotions that you know regularly we might have people to help walk you know, us through that, we don't really have that luxury of being able to communicate and commune with people in the way that we're previously used to. So this is completely unprecedented territory for a lot of us, and especially Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. I believe that fellowship is really, really important because it uplifts us. As the verse says, it encourages us, but encouraging one another. And I think as Christians, as human beings, we need that encouragement in our faith walk, in our personal lives, in everything that we go through we need the encouragement of other people and so how do you think that can be tangibly seen in this day because for me when i see the verse in nlt especially the fact that it said do not neglect our meeting together i recognize that the meeting together is also you know the facetime the whatsapp mm-hmm. video messages mm-hmm. or calls and things like that mm-hmm. so how else do you think people cannot neglect those meetings together especially with the way you can't go with it I don't know, six (laughs) meters or feet of each other. I think you've named it. You know, we, as a society, we're so privileged to have the complete spoils of technology Mm -hmm. at our disposal. So, yeah, the FaceTimes, the Zoom calls, those are all really, really um, important ways of communicating with one another in the age of social distancing. But I think also keeping each, each other in our prayers. 
Mm -hmm. Right. We can be with each other in spirit and we need to make sure that we're praying for our brothers and sisters, especially those that we know are susceptible to, you know, loneliness and yeah, and depression and hermit and antisocial tendencies. (laughs) I think we really need to um, join our hands together as a body and pray for people and reach out to them. I don't think we need to wait for our brothers and sisters to reach out to us to tell us that they're lonely before we reach out to them and ask them how they're doing and how they're coping with the season. Yeah, I agree. So I think with the part of encouraging each other, I think that's an important aspect of the body of Christ. I think that, you know, the hand should be encouraging to the eyes. I know that sounds weird when we put it into anatomy, words and phrases, but when we think about each other physically, like you and I, or me and another person, whether in the choir and the ushering or things like that, just realizing that we need to encourage each other each and every day, and even more so now, especially as we have not physically seen since maybe March you know and that is difficult for a lot of people because some people are living by themselves their home situations aren't the best and having that encouragement and not neglecting our online zoom meeting not neglecting our virtual calls not neglecting the church from home services and things like that i think is also very important um and so how else would you say that we as a body of christ can help navigate coming out of this especially with post-quarantine and post-church and i know a lot of churches have done a lot of things to adapt Mm -hmm. to this change a lot of churches did not have social media before a lot of churches did not have a youtube channel i know those ones yeah now they got better and a lot of churches their technology was really bad (laughs) but now they've had to upgrade now they've had to get themselves together to be able to bring forth something that is substantial and of quality Mm -hmm. to people all around the world yeah i think that's a really interesting point that you made because i've never in well, I mean, I have served in the media department, but I'm full on like technical now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one that helps set up the camera mm-hmm. and do the streaming. So I think it's really interesting how we see our roles of service uh, changing um, in in uh, the body. In regards to coming out of COVID, I think a lot of people are really scared and a lot of people are hesitant um, of going back into this, you know, congregation. And I think that um, we have to expect that we're going to ease into it. I don't think we're going to be able to see the numbers that we did, you know, pre-COVID numbers. And I think we just need to extend grace. You know, there are a lot of people, we don't know people's health statuses. We don't know the things that people are dealing with. So if we don't immediately see certain people back in the auditorium, I think we just need to extend grace and, and just pray for them that, you know, God will equip them with um, boldness and courage. So you wouldn't say that someone who doesn't want to come to the church physically immediately is not a Christian anymore, right? Well, of course not. I think that's yeah. completely, like, that's a completely facetious statement to assume that because someone, you know, isn't coming back to church at this very present moment that they aren't somehow fulfilling that need in a different way. Um, and I think even though churches are opening, I think a lot of people will continue their streaming, which is very great for people who are fine, who, you know, there are expected mothers, there are mm-hmm. new mothers, there are people that have all sorts of accessibilities, uh, yeah. you know, that maybe they don't even want to personally disclose and they just need to protect themselves. So I think like we as a body, we really need to extend grace in this season. And just because we see it fit to, you know, 
go about our lives as normal doesn't mean that everyone is in that same position to do so. Yeah, and I think that as the Bible says, when God sees the heart, I think it's the intent that matters. Mm, yeah. So if a person is intentionally avoiding physically meeting in church yeah. and using that as an excuse, like, oh, I don't feel safe. But while you actually go out to all these yeah, parties, every- you go out to all these <laughs> gatherings, mm-hmm. I think it's your heart. You have to watch your heart and know that, okay, I'm not going to church because I, I am sick mm-hmm. or I feel like I have certain things in my health and in my family that I'm trying to be careful of. Mm-hmm. And so being aware of that is important, but knowing that you also have faith in God that yeah. like, okay, this is not going to last forever, but yet you're still continuously logging in. You're still continuously meeting in with your people. Mm-hmm. And like we said, like meeting in with people doesn't have to always be physical, yeah. but there's that physical touch that comes from being present, mm-hmm. but also virtual as long as you can. But I think it's whatever your convictions are. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's important to extend grace and not judge people based on their decision to mm-hmm. say that, oh, you don't want to come immediately while, you know, your salvation is lost or something. Because yeah. your salvation does not depend on For sure. whether For that sure. is what you do or not. And honestly, I'm, I still, I've been going to church. Um, so I have a smaller congregation. Mind and you, so, this is in a different province. Yes, <laughs> we are in Alberta, <laughs> so we might have different roles than y'all out in Ontario or, or the rest of the or world. the rest of Canada or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um so we do have a smaller congregation so I am and I'm also part of the essential workers and you know this season has really I think cuz as someone who is or was previously an extrovert and is kind of slowly creeping towards introversion I've actually found church more enjoyable mm. with you know, the lesser crowd, honestly. I think, and I, I, it makes me think about what people with social anxiety go through. Um, mm. And I don't know if, to what extent that prevents people from being able to come to church. I think, I don't know, it was just a weird thing that I've been experiencing since I've been going to church. And it's just, I know that it's just going to be a handful of us. And it, I don't know, it just kind of makes my, my worship experience just a little mm. bit different, I think. Just having less people there and... and I don't know, it's just more intimate. Not saying that this is how I want it to continue, but I think that... um, There's something that you get from that small garden. And it's similar to what I said last week in terms of, you know, from the book, The Purpose Driven Life Mm -hmm. by by Pastor Rick Rick Warren. Like, it talks about that small group. It talks about having it being less than Mm -hmm. 10 people and things like that. Oh, and that's not something I've considered. Yeah, like, with the small group, like, there is that intimacy. There is that vulnerability. There's that acceptance. There is more of an ease. And that's one thing that, like, I really wish the church as a whole Mm -hmm. is able to implement moving forward. That not just having the big congregational gap gatherings on Sundays mm-hmm. or whatever other days but also having those intimate groups where people can be vulnerable and be real with each other mm-hmm. and correct each other in love and help each other in love and that gives people the ability to be discipled and to be trained and to be open to experiences and being able to tell people their weaknesses tell people mm-hmm. their strengths without feeling like they're judging them yeah, or, or being condemned yeah. or things like that so, so important. I, so it's funny that you mentioned that with you know you actually being at 
at church mm-hmm. um, because you do get a different experience than some of us that just been watching it all yeah, time. For sure. But yes, I, I yeah, I agree because that's exactly what it was said. And just looking back in the book of Acts and looking at the disciples and what they experienced and when they gathered together, everything was all there. It's like that sense of vulnerability, mm-hmm. that sense of openness, even with God and Jesus, what he had. Mm-hmm. Like he was able to be vulnerable with his father and that's what God wants for us as the body of Christ. He wants us to be as one as the Father is one with Him. And that only comes when there's that environment that, that is in place. Yeah. Yes. The fosters that change, the fosters that no condemnation, that fosters that love. Not only can you say, oh, we don't condemn here, but your actions have to show yeah, that. Of course. Right? Yeah. Because you could say you don't condemn, you could say you don't judge, but are the actions actually being portrayed? Mm-hmm. Are the subtle movements and words that are taken the actually being, pre- yeah, <laughs> are they being portrayed? Are they being said that are they matching with what you're being, what you are saying? So, I think it's very important for us to just think about that and to just grow in that. I think it's very possible that we as a church actually take more from like from this coronavirus season than is taken from us. Yeah. I really do think that there are so many like lessons to be learned in how we fellowship as a as a body. And I think that's an excellent point that you brought up about the small groups. Yeah. I, I think it's in certain denominations that you find that implemented and it's not always a widespread thing. Um well, then it is done in a different way mm-hmm. that is not as yes. intimate yeah. because I know some Bible people do have Bible studies yes. but the Bible studies is you just come talk about the Bible and it's also it opened up to everyone so it's it in a sense it really could just have the same volume as a regular Sunday yeah service. because it can it's grow. not intended to be a yeah. small group and I think maybe moving forward is an option for the church is to perhaps cap the number of people that they have in those small groups it sounds weird but that means that they will have a lot of small groups yes. which i guess is the point it is because there's a lot of people out there and having different small groups where people are more comfortable with each other that rather than that. you know having like new people every single time and then that ability of trust may be broken mm-hmm. because you see this new person you don't feel comfortable to start sharing all your dirty laundry you know right there with somebody that's new that you don't really know and you haven't built that trust with but building that trust of that 10 or less people and having that grow and continuing together i think that would be something that would be helpful for the church to continue forward on we really do have you know a very unique opportunity here um to learn how to fellowship with one another Somehow we managed to keep in contact with friends and family who are halfway across the globe. So how much more those of us that are within the body of Christ, you know? The body isn't reduced to a certain geographic location, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's really what the season is showing us. And it gives us an opportunity, I think, to increase our network as well as Christians, you know, praying with people that are in other parts of Canada. And even with Live It Loud being online this year, which we generally have like in an in-person format. Just for those that do not know, Live It Loud is a young adults gathering yearly conference that happens in Canada by the Redeemed Christian Church of God. (laughs) So even with that, which is, you know, a huge opportunity for fellowship and for networking, even with that, you know, being cancelled, we have the amazing opportunity to have it online, which is great. I think that's just a wonderful opportunity 
for us as youth to get together and to fellowship and Mm -hmm. to encourage each other in this season and to make sure that you know we're not leaving our brothers and sisters yeah those are very good points and i just pray that god gives us that wisdom to be able to apply everything that we've said and not just what we've said but what the holy spirit brings into our minds moving forward so do you have any final points anything else that you want to add i mean i just want to say fellowship is an undeniably crucial part of our christian walk so i implore us as you know the book of christ not to use this season as a reason to avoid fellowship mm-hmm. but learn ways in which we can adapt to you know the current climate that we found ourselves in and make sure that we fellowship with one another um, because we need it it encourages us the bible encourages us to fellowship with one another because it is an encouragement to our soul and our spirit yeah and i totally agree and i just pray that god will continue to give us that wisdom to be able to move forward and give us wisdom to propel and go from glory to glory go from highest levels to higher levels and just increase on all sides so thank you all so much for listening today thank you feed for being with us it was a great discussion thank you for having me you're welcome and i just pray that everybody really enjoyed it and not only enjoyed it but really take some time and think about your own self and think about your own small groups or church or ministries, like I mentioned, and really try and ask the Holy Spirit to help you implement things that would help your church move forward. So thank you all once again. Have an awesome weekend. Bye and God bless you. Mm-hmm.